0: I'm Deidre. I'm Chelsea, and we're giving you a
1: million murders.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. Hello. 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 <laughs>
1: Hello everybody, we are here, we are back. I guess I should turn my volume off. I'm
0: okay. um, dead. Okay, so, today is the day. Is the day, and I've got a haunting for us. Mm-hmm. And it is the hauntings that have happened at Bobby Mackey's.
1: Sammy said that he has the Winchester movie. So if we wanted to borrow it, of course he does. Of course he does. Because you hadn't seen it either yet. No. Right? Okay. He said we could borrow it. Yes. I think he said it was Blu-ray.
0: God bless him. Sammy, Sammy knows, has all the scary movies and like the little ghost story movies.
1: Remember that book he gave me about our hometown, mm-hmm. and it, I still have it. He asked me the other day. He's like, "Hey, have you re- finished that book?" And I was like, "Sammy, you know I ain't. <laughs> you know I ain't finished." But it. I still got to give it to you so you can go over it. Yeah.
0: Here we go. So, Bobby Mackey's Music World is a nightclub and honky-tonk located in Wilder, Kentucky. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I never heard of Wilder Not until either. I'd heard of this story, and so I don't know where it is, really. But, um, but yeah, Wilder, Kentucky. So like we've...
1: Wild and then ER?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wilder. So, uh, and it's owned by country singer Bobby Mackey. It's been called.
1: That's why it sounded familiar. I was like, I was like, I don't know who that is. Wait, Bobby Mackey. Now I know.
0: So you've heard his music.
1: Yeah, it's five hours and fifteen minutes away from here.
0: <clears throat> okay. So, for the people who know where we live, about five and a half hours away. Um. So, it's been called the most haunted nightclub in America. It is the site of many deaths and even a possible demonic possession. Mm. Yes. So, here's a little bit about the background and what's happened there. So, back in 1850, there was a large slaughterhouse and meatpacking facility uh, where Bobby Mackey's stands now. And it served the northwestern part of Kentucky and nearby Cincinnati. And in the lowest part of the building, a well was dug and used to hold the blood, guts, and waste from the slaughtered animals. Oh, no. Yeah. So I mean, ugh Mm mm-hmm those gotta go somewhere I guess but like wow wow well you know it stinks rest in peace to them yeah I I feel like I'd be thrown up if I was just
1: yeah I mean it would stink but like I grew up around gutting deers and stuff so I mean but like over time that would be nasty yeah I'm like it but it's just a
0: bunch of blood and guts and poop all mixed together
1: you don't smell too good when it's fresh.
0: Yeah, uh, I've so. never smelled. We were not hunters, so I, I didn't have to do all that, and I, I would not have been able to. I would have been traumatized. No, can't do it. Um, so some reached, already, doggone it, I've said 20 <laughs> words. Some researchers have speculated that after the slaughterhouse closed in the 1890s, satanic cult activity took place in the building around the well. Which, I mean, blood sacrifice like I don't even have to do it because the blood's already
1: there. Yeah, just dip your hand down in there. Or use the bucket. Bring the bucket <clears throat> up.
0: Oh, my God. So, animals and possibly humans were being slaughtered here for ritualistic purposes during secret humans. meetings. Possibly, a
1: Lord have mercy.
0: I was like, this is a lot. It's this is be me. <laughs>
1: catch,
0: catch me there. No. Catch me outside. How about that? Yeah. No. This ain't happening. <laughs> So, don't even do that because I can't run. <laughs> <laughs> don't catch me outside. You will catch me mm. outside. I will get caught. So on February 1st, 1896, a woman named Pearl Bryan informed her family that she was going to Indianapolis to visit friends. Hmm. Her destination, however, was in reality Cincinnati. Turn around. Just lying. Turn around. <laughs> don't drown in the in the blood of the whale. Uh, the reason that Pearl was lying to her family was because she was five months pregnant yeah, and going to Cincinnati to get an abortion. This is about to be really bad, so y'all just hold on. Hold on. Oh, God. So, the father of Pearl's unborn child was a man named Scott Jackson. He was a dental student, and it was Scott that arranged for Pearl to come to Cincinnati. But unfortunately... Jackson had not arranged for a doctor or a midwife to perform the abortion. He planned to do it himself. Like, you're a dental student. Student. Dental. Dental
1: student. Okay? So, oh. this is like, well, not like, but that one, uh, that, one th- that one case you did, the hotel, it was like millions of rooms and he got a girl pregnant and he performed the Abortion and then killed her. <laughs> I can't even remember what you're talking about. It's the hotel he built and he had the med- uh the uh pharmacy. He bought that pharmacy from the old woman. That was you. He killed it. That was H. J. Thomas. That so, was your story. Oh my God. It's been a while. Yeah. The very H-H- first yeah. episode of A Million Murders. That's funny.
0: Uh, I was like, I, look, I was searching. My brain was like that episode in SpongeBob where they're like, gotta find the name. I was like, <laughs> hotel, murder, abortion. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then I was, when you said the pharmacy, I was like, girl, that's you. <laughs> girl, that's you. Yeah. H.H. Holmes. Yeah. This is, mm, this is about to get really bad, y'all. So. Scott's idea was to give, this is how he's thinking the abortion is going to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's got a plan.
1: Of course they all do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so his plan was to give Pearl a large dose of cocaine. And I mean, back then cocaine was like cocaine. Oh yeah. It wasn't cut with like bacon, <coughs> bacon soda. <Mm-mm>. Bacon soda. <laughs> um, It wasn't like that. It was just, anyway, it was in Coca-Cola too. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I think it still is.
1: <laughs> it's gotta be because I can't quit that stuff. I tried.
0: <laughs> oh, oh gosh. And so he was gonna give her this large dose of cocaine and hope that an abortion resulted. So he was just like, Oh, you're just gonna snort a bunch of coke, and that should take care of everything. It mean,
1: seems logical,
0: yeah. I mean, I guess back then, but I'm like, No, you're just about to mess everything yeah. up. My god, so the effort failed. Obviously. No. Like, I guess he thought it was just gonna like happen. No. Yes. <laughs> he was like, Oh, that's not working. And then he moved to his second plan. Y'all. Okay, trigger warning, because this is where it gets really bad. Uh Jackson, which is Scott. Scott's last name's Jackson. Jackson next attempted to abort the fetus by using dental tools. This second very bloody attempt also failed to produce an abortion. So like now you've given her cocaine and now you have
1: no telling what you've <sighs> done up in there
0: and now she's just bleeding and it didn't work. But how do you even know if it worked or not? Do you don't even know what you're doing? <sighs> anyway, God. Okay. So then a the third attempt was made but by then pearl was bleeding severely and scott's plans had changed so pearl's bleeding to death and scott decided that the only thing to do was to dispose of her
1: he just became a murderer
0: yeah this happens a lot by the way like one of our teachers told us about a girl that she knew who tried to get an abortion and they it was botched And she started bleeding out and they threw her in a dumpster (gasps) to die because they couldn't do anything. Like, because they can't stop the bleeding. They don't know what they're doing. Luckily, she lived. But, like, how horrible. Like, can you imagine just being thrown in a dumpster? Like, I don't even know how they found her. But somebody, I think somebody found her and they got her to the hospital and she survived. But, like, Mm
1: -mm.
0: that's what's happening here, basically. Scott had an accomplice named Alonzo Walling. And they took Pearl a few miles across state lines into Fort Thomas, Kentucky. Because remember, she's in Kentucky, but then yeah. she went to Cincinnati, so now we're back in Kentucky. And there, Jackson decapitated Pearl and dumped her body into what is often called a well at the slaughterhouse. He's just
1: making sure it's done.
0: Yeah. So he... So This is what happened like so that well with all the stuff he threw her body in there actually actually it was not well at all but rather the disposal system it wasn't the well it was the disposal system from the slaughterhouse that was used to yeah that was used to dump the blood and other waste left over from the slaughtered animals into a nearby river okay yeah so I forgot about this I'm like what so yeah so not the well that they were dumping it but like they dumped the blood that was left over into the nearby river. So, like, whatever they used to... Mm-hmm. But I'm like, ooh, y'all just polluting everything. Ugh. But anyway, point is, so... I, but this is kind of contradicting itself. So, like, I'm assuming it's the well, but then at some point, some of the blood leaves the well, because I'm sure it gets full, yeah. and then they have to dump it in the river, so they put her in there. Pearl's headless body was discovered, and Jackson and his cohort you know, that Walling guy, mm-hmm. were charged with Pearl's murder. Um, so, yeah, they're charged with her murder. The two men were found guilty and sentenced to death, but before the sentence was carried out, the murderers were offered a deal. Pearl's head had never been recovered, and if Scott and Walling could reveal its location to the authorities, their sentences would be changed to life in prison. But the men refused to take the deal and were hanged on March 21st, 1897. Hmm. Yeah. So then the slaughterhouse was demolished in the early part of the 20th century, and the lot sat empty until the 1920s, when a new building was put there, and it was a casino, nightclub, speakeasy, kind of stuff like that during the Prohibition. Hmm. So when the Prohibition ended in 1933, E.A. Buck Brady... Bought the building and named it the Primrose. After more than a decade of successful operation, his casino caught the attention of Cincinnati mobsters who tried to muscle their way into the operation. Mm -hmm. So, like, back then having a good business was great, but if the mob (laughs) was like, Yeah, like if you had a good business. Back then, if there were mobsters around, they'd just be like, oh, you've got a good business. We're going to take over and take you get a percent of this now and we're going to run it and probably money launder Mm -hmm. through here and everything. Like, yeah. So they tried to muscle their way in. When Brady refused to sell, the violence escalated with fighting and threats to customers in the parking lot. And it finally ended when Buck, the owner, drew a gun on a mobster named Albert Red Masterson. Um, and he was charged with attempted murder and left the casino business in 1946. So most people assumed he left town on his own, ashamed to ever come back, you know, because yeah. he, you know, tried to kill somebody. But it wasn't until authorities found his body in the building's basement right next to uh-uh. the well... Uh-huh. That they knew they were wrong. The coroners who examined his body ruled it as death by suicide.
1: Down to the bone. Suicide. suicide. I'm like, okay,
0: but um he tried to kill a mobster, so I'm sure he just I mean, he may have. He may have been like knowing that they were coming for him or something. Yeah. But it could go either way to be honest. Yeah. The building after all this, the building reopened as a nightclub again called the Latin Quarter in night in the nineteen fifties. And Joanna Jewel, a dance hall girl and the daughter of the nightclub's owner, fell in love with the singer, singer with the singer Robert Randall, who performed there. Joanna fell in love with the singer and the two oop often met in secret, fearing her father. She was this is one of those we can't tell my dad. Yeah. So, when Joanna became pregnant, the two planned to run away and get married. But before they could, her father found out and killed Robert. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: He was not playing.
0: No, he was like, oh, okay. So, she was so upset that her father murdered Robert, she decided she would poison her father. Oh, my (laughs) God. So, Joanna would later realize that killing her father wouldn't make her feel any better. So the same night that she killed her father, Joanna ended her own life in the basement right next to the well. Uh Yeah. like a mess. Yes, like it's just awful. So overcome with grief, you know, she was in the dressing room. So like now the basement is the dressing room Mm -hmm. for this nightclub. And that's where, you know, she... Completed suicide was down there, and that's where she poisoned her dad. Was down there. And Joanna's ghost is so famous and so active that Bobby Mackey himself sang a song about her, which I think is fitting because Bobby Mackey's real name is Robert Randall.
1: Uh-uh.
0: How weird is that?
1: That's weird. Is that her dad's name?
0: No, Robert was the lover's name. Oh,
1: that's right, the lover. Yeah, I don't even know if I told his
0: the dad's name. No. No, Joanna, just Joanna and Robert and then whatever the dad's name was, but he did, he done got, got, um, she's known, Joanna is known to haunt the main floor. One employee who worked there said that they have seen a woman who calls herself Joanna behind the bar. And when she disappears, apparently the sweet smell of roses lingered and, um, But this one lady wasn't the only one who has had an experience with her spirit, because Bobby's wife, who would help run the bar, claims that she would often become overcome with the scent of roses Mm -hmm. whenever she was in the basement. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. So now we're starting to get, it's not really present day, but we're getting to the part where it's getting close to Bobby, it becoming Bobby Mackey's, so... In 1978, after a series of fatal shootings and the rough and tumble nightclub, the local authorities were forced to close the establishment. So this is the Latin Quarter. The Latin mm-hmm. Quarter has been going on since like 1950 to 1978. And like people were just getting shot. Dying. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we got to shut it down. Yeah. So like what? Like your nightclub got shut down because people are dying.
1: That's crazy. I wonder why.
0: Yeah. Like, so later that same year, in 1978, a young country singer named Bobby Mackey purchased the building and turned it into the music hall and tavern that stands today. Paranormal things have been happening since day one at Bobby Mackey's. Though Bobby himself is skeptical, He'll admit that he doesn't doubt the word of family members, employees, police officers, and patrons who have experienced strange activity. So, like, he doesn't even believe in ghosts.
1: That's crazy. A lot of people don't.
0: They they really don't. They're like, there's no way. And I'm like, I don't see how there isn't a way. <laughs> I'm like, so everybody's just making up stories everywhere? I mean, I guess so, but like...
1: Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people that do make up stuff for attention, but... Yeah, but
0: I'm like, so many... Like, everybody's just, like, that creative to just make up a bunch of stuff like this, or... I don't know, but anyway, I I, I believe in ghosts. I mean, have I seen a ghost? No. But have I had weird things happen to me? Yes, that I can't explain. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And I know people who have had weird stuff happened to them. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. so anyway, um, so both the clergy and psychics, almost said physics
1: phys- and physicists. <laughs> Are you me today? <laughs> mm, I don't know. God. Haluver. <laughs> Haluver. <laughs> oh Hello.
0: Oh God. Okay. So both the clergy and psychics have tried to help, but a dark force still seems to linger. So some believe that spirits can't cross flowing water. I've heard this before.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So the rare northern current of the Licking River may be keeping the dark forces trapped inside the building. So like they can't, which I'm like, that can't go the other way? But I don't know. I don't know. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, you know, not sure about that. But anyway, The club manager claims that on several occasions she would go through the club and make sure everything was turned off and closed for the night. And then hours later, she'd find that the bar lights were on, the front doors were unlocked, and the jukebox would be playing the anniversary waltz.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. Even though the jukebox was still unplugged and didn't contain that song. Wow. So this is the anniversary waltz.
1: trumpet <laughs> so uh i played trumpet in school that's why i got excited <laughs> yes so
0: the anniversary waltz is by the Johann strauss orchestration I or like orchestra it, yeah yeah it's a great I'm, i mean that's our yeah kinda... now in the beginning it's kind of like yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> but we it's coming for you <laughs> yes <laughs> like that and if i was in a bar and that song was playing when i walked in it would instantly become the most terrifying thing i've ever heard because i'm like wait what? (laughs) what's happening so you know and then it starts getting a little festive but i'm like are the ghosts like running after me now because that's what i'm feeling from that like if i heard that playing i'd be like i gotta get out of here so that's the anniversary waltz we don't own the rights (laughs) if if we need to say that we don't own the rights (laughs) we don't own the
1: We used to say that all the time because we'd be singing. We ain't done that in a while.
0: I know. We haven't been singing as much. Oh, so another story. Another story from Bobby's wife is really scary. Oh, scare me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Another story from Bobby's wife is really scary. According to her, when she was pregnant, she would still stay at the bar and help her husband manage the place. Then one day, while she was vacuuming the stairs of the building, she felt the arms of a man wrap around her waist at first she thought oh it's probably bobby like who else is it gonna be you know she's like yeah but when she turned around there was no one there Uh -uh. panic set in when she felt the arms pick her up and the next thing she knew Uh -uh. she had been thrown down the stairs
1: Uh
0: -uh. i'm done so when she asked what happened oh When asked what happened, (laughs) I was like, she's like, what What happened? happened? (laughs) When asked what happened, she described the spirit as a man who fit the description of Alonzo Walling. Oh. One of the students that killed Pearl, the accomplice. Mm -hmm. She said, he screamed at her, get out, get out. She now refuses to step foot in the bar ever again. So, well, I like, wouldn't, I wouldn't either. No, I'm like, well, that you you take care of your little bar by yourself, but you I got succeeded th- in what
1: you were trying to do.
0: Yeah, like, uh, I will not be back. I got thrown down the stairs, pregnant. The baby's okay. Um, but yeah. So,
1: <sighs> I wonder if it, he did it because she was pregnant.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is? Mm-hmm. what is the issue here but yeah Mm-mm. so one guy visiting the nightclub claims to have experienced multiple things over a span of time including feeling a suffocating heat seeing a trash can fly across the room and seeing a man with a handlebar mustache yell at him I'm trying to think I, I guess Diegame. diegame, what did you say I said I can ride my bike
1: with no Handlebox. handlebars, no handlebar mustache. No. We don't own the ride.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, and this guy was yelling like "Diegame, Diegame" uh-uh. in the men's restroom, uh-uh. like, and cause I'm trying to figure out how I'm supposed to pronounce this because in Latin that means dying well. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So, I'm like, it's not die game, die game, right. but that's how it's spelled. So, I'm like, let me go back to my Latin. I'm like, diegame, diegame, maybe, who knows. Anyway, but it's like, talking about that, that whale. Yeah. That bloody, gutty, poopy <laughs> whale. Poopy whale. Poopy whale. <laughs> so, ugh. um, But the scariest thing of all the things that have happened at Bobby Mackey's would be the possible demonic possession of the nightclub's caretaker while he was living there that took place. Bobby was there when an ordained priest gave him his exorcism. So you, does he believe in demons but not ghosts? Because he saw him get exorcised, so I don't know. But the caretaker's name was Carl Lawson, and he was Bobby's first employee when he opened the place back in 1978.
1: He could have thought it was just an act.
0: I guess, but they were, like, buddies. Like, I don't feel like if I thought you were faking. Yeah, but there are
1: some people, though, that are, like, I do not believe in that. I don't care. You could show it. I still wouldn't believe it because they just think it's, because, I mean, people can act. I'm not saying they're acting, but. Right. I mean, there's some (laughs) good old actors. Yeah. Trust and believe. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, you got people, anything. Yeah. You could have a friend. Yeah. Lying. Just acting the whole time. Talking about you all the time. <clears throat> That's just an example. I mean, I Right. <laughs> that wasn't stemming pati- from anywhere. <laughs> no, nothing in particular. Just... I mean, it can... Piss people are act- good actors.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I feel like maybe he does believe in demons or something. Because I feel like he... This is like his best friend. So I feel like he doesn't think that it's fake. But, you know, he let the i don't know i don't know maybe he's like look i don't think you're possessed but something's going on if you feel like you need this priest to come in and do an exorcism then you can he may just be like
1: that's that's weird though like i don't see how you can believe in demons and not ghosts Yeah, just because
0: or maybe people think that there are no such thing as ghosts but demons do exist
1: i mean there's
0: but i'm like they're both i don't know
1: Demon encounters could be a ghostly encounter, like
0: yeah, it, like there. That's
1: why I'm like I don't, I oh don't
0: yeah, and I I'm mean, not saying all
1: the, is, but I mean yeah,
0: well, and uh, the every time you hear about somebody having a demon, they think it's a ghost at first, mm-hmm. and then it becomes malevolent, and then it's like oh no, this isn't a ghost, this is a demon, yeah, it's a demon. So, you know, you just never know. But anyway, Carl. Felt he was possessed and it took the priest over six hours to complete the exorcism. And when he woke up after it was over, he couldn't remember anything that had happened. Yeah. Yeah. Which also I'm like, I think for true exorcism to take place, you have to like get permission from the Vatican. So I'm wondering, but this, the Vatican for anybody who doesn't know is where Vatican City, like this is where the Pope lives, um you know, like the top of the hierarchy of the Catholic Church, so which I probably am taking this from the conjuring <laughs> I don't even know if that's true, but I think <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like I'm totally taking this from the conjuring when they were like the priest the the Pope like the Vatican approved the like you have to have somebody higher up approve an exorcism. I think because it's very like controversial, like mm-hmm. people don't like to do exorcisms like they used to anymore. Like, but back then maybe they were like, no, yeah, go ahead. Like yeah. I'm, I'm going to do an exorcism real quick. I don't know. <laughs> All right, John. See about 20. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause there were a lot of people who were being exercised and it was mental illness. And so then people were dying. I mean, people have died yeah. from exorcisms. Um, You know Because They were really just like mentally ill And they were like starving And You know I don't know So It's just Like Ew Annalise Michelle I think that's her name I think she was the one who died From an exorcism Hmm. And she was probably just mentally ill maybe There's a lot of like Hmm Was she was she not So Anywho Um Yeah, I couldn't remember anything that happened. After the exorcism occurred, a wall mysteriously caught on fire. An entire wall. And the fire department had to come and put the fire out. So that's weird. (laughs) That's a little odd. Nowadays, he proclaimed by the grace of God, uh, the demonic spirits... (sighs) After that, he proclaimed by the grace of God, the demonic spirits know to leave him alone. The Ghost Adventures team visited Bobby Mackey's nightclub at one point, and in the episode, Carl shows Zach up to his old apartment room where the activity took place, relating that sometimes he feels cold winds go up steps. And Zach declares his full intention to taunt the spirits that possessed Carl in their lockdown later. Because you know how he is. Yeah. He's like, Oh, you. <laughs> he's like you guys you do this you do that I'm not scared of you I want you to hit me I'm like I'll tell you what I will be like hi spirits if you're here don't show yourself I will be leaving soon. Thank you. Please don't follow me. Thank you. He's like, I want you to punch Aaron. And it's like, Aaron, (laughs) Aaron was like, what? I'm sorry. And why am I always like the paranormal punching bag? Literally. So anyway, Carl has also found or had also found a piece of human skull at the well beneath the building and states he wished he'd never discovered the well and believing that doing so opened the building to all its demonic attacks on the living, including himself. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years later, he passed away. Oh. Yeah. From the episode from Ghost Adventures. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like, which obviously Ghost Adventures wasn't out in like 1980 or whenever this happened. Yeah. But yeah. So I think he died in 2012. Huh. Yeah. So rest in peace, Carl. You know, but he was... R.I.P. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, So since um, Bobby Mackey bought the bar and all the stuff that's happened, it has been featured on a UPN special called Real Ghosts, which I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Maybe I have. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I have. <laughs> I've seen so many, I'm like, I don't even know. A National Geographic documentary called Is It Real?, The TV show A Haunting, which I love A Haunting. We used to watch A Haunting after work. I'd be like, ooh, A Haunting. Most Terrifying Places in America, Ghost Hunters, Paranormal Lockdown, Portals to Hell, and BuzzFeed Unsolved visited the nightclub as well. Which I love BuzzFeed Unsolved. Mm -hmm. Of course you do, Unsolved. Yes. (laughs) And the paranormal, too. Like, I love all of them. So, Bobby and his wife were even on the Jerry Springer show with the Carol Takeover. (sighs) Bobby and his wife were even on the Jerry Springer show With the Carol take Bobby and his wife were even on the Jerry Springer show With Carl the caretaker Back in 1991 So it's been publicized a lot But I feel like if you don't watch one of those shows It's kind of like you could miss it So yes But I heard about this I was like there's a haunted bar in Kentucky And it's a honky tonk I'm like okay So Bobby Mackey's is still an open And running bar in Wilder Hmm. They have karaoke. Tabitha. Tabitha. (laughs) She's probably like, we've got to go. She's about to say it. (laughs) Oh, my
1: God. We got to
0: go to that haunted bar and do karaoke. She's doing
1: karaoke tonight. They're having a contest, so.
0: (gasps) Oh, my God. Go, Tabitha. Go, Go Tabitha. Tabitha. Go, 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 go Tabitha. Uh Win the money. Win the money. (laughs) I'm saying this this is going to come out like two weeks after. But anyway, (laughs) I hope you did well. Um So yeah, karaoke and a live show on Friday, which they call Freebie Friday, where you can get in before 9 a.m. for free for the live show if you're over 21. Saturdays also have a live show every weekend too. And you can also go on a two-hour paranormal tour. And you can either do a private investigation group that you put together with a group of friends or do a public tour with others. On the two-hour tour, you are taken around all three floors of the building, the main floor upstairs in the basement, which I'm like, mm. Mm. <laughs> your tour guide is with you at all times and provides information on the history of the location and reported paranormal activity and stuff like that. And then you spend time in each area to allow like a brief paranormal investigation. Mm. And you're also welcome to bring like your own handheld small equipment, such as like record. Oh, that's
1: cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of places it's like. No phones. Yeah,
0: no <laughs> cameras. So you can bring cameras, EMF readers, which is electronic magnetic field, or electromagnetic field. EVPs. Hmm, I like EVPs. Yes. So all that stuff, recorders, like you can bring small handheld equipment um, on these tours and like investigations.
1: Jessica, girl, you ready for a road trip?
0: I know. I'm like <laughs> Jessica. This is right up your it's alley. I
1: since she's done that kind of stuff.
0: Hmm. Yes, Jessica. Um, So two-hour tours run Sunday through Thursday. They start at 7, 8, or 9 Eastern time uh, during most of the year. In the winter months, the two-hour tours run on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday and start at 8 p.m. The cost of a two-hour tour is $35 per person, and a group of four or more will be $25 per person. Mm
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And there's a $50 minimum on all tours and you pay with cash once you get there. So I'm just giving you all all this information in case you want to go Um, for my Kentuckians. They also offer private five hour investigations for paranormal teams up to 12 people for $600 I couldn't do no five hours. Mm-mm. Oh, I'm ready to go. I've been lost all that money. A <laughs> hundred dollar non-refundable deposit, which is probably why they do this, because they're like, people going to leave, and now we done booked the space, is due upon booking, and the balance of 500 will be paid in cash on the night of your investigation. On the five-hour paranormal, private paranormal investigation, you are given a brief tour of the entire building by your guide, and then you are free to investigate on your own. Oh, no. <laughs> I
1: couldn't. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guide remains on the property at all times and is always there if you have a question or need assistance. And you're, you know, welcome again on these mm-hmm. kind of tours to bring any equipment, including video cameras, DVR systems. um But be aware that your setup time is part of your total booked time. So, like, don't be lollygagging around yeah. trying to get all your stuff set up. Like, y'all got to get in and get in there. <laughs> um, and private investigations are offered Sunday through Thursday at seven, eight or nine Eastern time. And in the winter months, Sunday, Mondays, and Thursdays. So I think that's the same as yeah, as what I said earlier about the so the times are still the same mm-hmm. for the five hour one or the other one. But um yeah. So mm-hmm. that is the story about Bobby Mackeys. Haunted, most haunted bar, nightclub in America I like it I love it, I want some more more of it (laughs) We're
1: not on the right
0: No (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, do I kind of want to go there and check it out? Yes Uh, I don't know if I want to do a five hour investigation Investigation um, Of, you know, all the the stuff I don't know about all that But, uh, you know, sounds interesting, sounds scary Mm hmm. Sounds like I sound I'll... like
1: Scooby <laughs> <laughs> or
0: Tigger. You sound like Ouch. Tigger. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, take that out. Take that
1: out. <laughs> I sound like Tigger. <laughs> okay, y'all. So, take that out.
0: <laughs> I will. Um, so yeah, that is it. Um, you can email us with any of your questions, comments, concerns, stories that you want to tell David, Houston, um, <laughs> just calling people out.
1: Jessica. Jessica.
0: Everybody. Anybody. Everybody.
1: Felicia. Levi. <laughs> yeah.
0: Whoever. Whoever. Um, so, yeah. Sinister. Yeah. Send
1: us your stories. My, Sammy. I mean, there's all that. <laughs> Everybody, if we, didn't her name, we apologize because you are. Yeah, confused.
0: Felicia, the other Felicia, Y'alls. both Felicias, not the other Felicia, <laughs> both Felicias. Anyway, point is, email us at ameliamurders at gmail.com with anything you want. We'll listen, we'll
1: read it. And you can also go to our Instagram, Amelia Murders, and like our pictures of the cases that we do. And we have a Facebook page. You can tell your stories there. And then we could like tell them on here. Whatever. Yes. We love it all.
0: Yes. Did we mention the Facebook group yet?
1: Yeah, that's what I just. Okay,
0: I zoned out for a second and I was like, oh, let me come back real quick. Sorry. Okay, well, thank you guys for tuning in. We hope you come back for a million, million more. Bye. <laughs> Bye.